selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, Katie Duckett and I are actually going first together. We are talking all about mothering teen boys. You're going to hear a lot of teen boy content this month because we happen to have boys who are about to turn 15 and they are best friends. And so we thought it would be really fun to kind of discuss what our relationships are like with them because I think we've done a decent job not perfect by any means, but we've had a lot of fun mothering these boys of ours. And we've learned a thing or two along the way. And so we just wanted to kind of share our own experiences and what we've done with them and how we've connected. We kind of started this a couple of weeks ago when we did our whole discussion about connecting with our kids over media. But today we kick it up a notch. We talk a lot more about our personal relationships with our boys on a grander scheme and how we've gotten to where we are. And then next week we are actually going to be talking about how we are celebrating our teens well because that has to look different than it did in their younger years and so how we have learned to acknowledge the things about who they are and who they're becoming especially in a year where it's been really hard to kind of celebrate people in the ways that we normally would and so we discuss all of that in next week's episode but don't worry even if you don't have a teen right now I think that this is hopefully a helpful episode for those of you who have younger kids who will We'll eventually have teens someday, and we will be hitting on the whole teen girl thing in future episodes, but for now, we just thought it would be really fun since we both have teen boys that are having these big milestones in the month of April to focus on them. But before we get to that, can I ask you guys to do something really quickly? Would you head over to mackenziecoppa.substack.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter? 
I had picked the word consistent at the beginning of this year as my word of the year, like a real dummy. And so I am trying to do a better job of that and really get back on board with my word of the year, especially when it comes to my newsletter. I'm creating content in there weekly that is only released in the newsletter. Plus, it's a great way to just stay on top of everything that is happening in the Live Well Anyway community. All the different areas that I have been sharing content throughout the week, what we've got going on in Patreon, all of that good stuff is condensed down in a really short, quick format for you to be able to consume and know where to go to find my five Friday favorites and all the different lives that I'm doing and that sort of thing. You can find it really easily by subscribing to the newsletter. But then I also write like a fun little essay that you guys can comment on and I would love to hear your opinions on. And that's the really fun thing about the Substack forum is we all can talk together. There's a comment feature that you can go through on the Substack website where you guys can all comment back and forth to each other. You can talk about what I talked about in the newsletter. You can have all kinds of fun conversations and it's just a really fun place for us all to be able to hang out together who are trying to live well anyway in this life. So come join me at mackenziekappa.substack.com. I am trying to get this newsletter out every Wednesday, the same day that the podcast comes out. So you can be looking for it in your inbox And I would just love to have you join the gang. Plus, when you subscribe there, you get some other freebies like a Trello board template and some other fun stuff that I've got in there. So, hey, why not? You get cool stuff out of it and we get to connect more, which is always fun. So, again, that's mackenziecoppa.substack.com. I can't wait to see you there. All right, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with me and Katie Duckett talking about our boys. Katie, we made it. We're here. It was it was sketchy. There, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys. If I sound different, hopefully it's not too bad. Because, okay, so full disclosure, I am in Roman's room, and well, it's the boys' room, and you know, I've never been more thankful that he has a full gaming YouTube setup with a boom mic <laughs> because I was in my studio all ready to go. I actually, Katie, you were super lucky that I hadn't had you join the call yet because I I was sitting there and I heard something. I heard it moving around behind me, like across the wall towards my left. And I was thinking, well, maybe the ball is because I sit on an exercise ball. I was thinking maybe the ball is rubbing against the wall. Like I'm sitting funny. And so then I finally turned around and look, I mean, this all probably happened within a two second period, like this whole <laughs> thing happening in my brain. Maybe it's the ball. Maybe it's not the ball. Let me turn around and look. Oh no, there is something running across the wall. First thought is it's a lizard. That makes no sense because we live in the Pacific Northwest and the high today is like 63 So then finally, as I am screaming bloody murder and ejecting myself across my garage, uh, it, you know, resonated that it's a mouse. Um, And then also it's clicking into place like, hmm, that's weird. Yesterday I had to put one of my sound panels back on the wall. I've lived here for two years. Nothing's ever fallen off the wall. Now all of a sudden the sound panel had fallen off the wall. Well, (laughs) clearly it was because of me mouse had gotten behind it so how long have i been in this studio with company um yeah so i you know ejected myself from the studio stood there screaming tried to contact 
hot neighbor because he works from home, but he was in the middle of a demo because he teaches. And so he could not come help me. Finally, I did see the mouse run out of the studio, but I have no faith that it's not heading right back in there because obviously it's the warmest part in our garage. And I have voiceover work to do. So all that to say, I'm going to have to get mouse traps. We're going to have to, we, we right now are leading a very like indoor outdoor life, leaving that door open. So that's an issue too. Uh, yeah. Well, you're hosting not only kids, but rodents. Oh, no. You need to be very specific about who you're hosting this summer. Right. (laughs) Make sure the mice do not tell their friends. Oh my gosh. So yeah, after this, I'm going to be, uh, I have to get my girls early from school and then, yeah, I had a private Walmart because it's closer and I will be investing in the mouse traps. There you Uh, go. Yep. I'm going to have like four outside the door of the studio Uh (laughs) and then like lining by the door to our house. So that's a uh, message. That's a message. That's a good one. You are not welcome here. But then there's that whole like, oh, I have to deal with this myself. Like there's, uh, yeah. Okay. I can do it. Single mom life. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, my heart is still beating really hard, but it's one thing to see one. It's one thing to have it like running around you within like two inches of you. So I'm lucky it didn't run across my lap. Oh gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. No, <laughs> breathing deeply but now I am safe and sound in Roman's room which really feels pretty applicable since we're talking about mothering our teen boys yeah today yeah. on the podcast and I have a really lovely view of hot neighbor's house oh well there you go <laughs> so you know there's a, yes there's an upside here silver mm-hmm. lining Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Okay. So getting to the point of why we're here, (laughs) the actual (laughs) point of this podcast is not to, you know, be my therapy for my infestation. Um, (laughs) It is. We, so you guys know, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about how we have connected with our kids over media and specifically a lot of like movies and Marvel and all of that. But This month of April is actually both of our boys. So my oldest son and Katie's third oldest, right, are (laughs) um, turning 15. And they turn 15 within two days of each other and they're best friends. So it just felt like we should kind of sit here for a minute. We had a really fun conversation that we are releasing this week, actually in Patreon with them. Really fun. Yes. Really fun. <laughs> On the mini cast. It was so hilarious because we went into it like, are they even going to talk? Like, are mm-hmm. we going to be able to pull anything out of them? Or is it just going to end up being us talking? And they showed up. Yeah, they were so cute. They were hilarious. They were cracking jokes right off the get-go. A uh-huh. little offensive towards me. Yeah, I was going to say, about you know, us. Like, about us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were not afraid to go there. Yeah, they and, weren't. Mm-mm. 
And so it ended up just being like a total hoot. I want to have them on again so soon. But so the first mini of the month in Patreon is us with them. And we talked about Marvel and we, we really sat there longer than I thought we would. I thought we'd kind of come around to why they loved us, but it was more that, about you Marvel. Know what? We never really got there. We'll have to. We did it. Yes. We'll have them on at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It'll be great. But they really like, they dissected it. And I think it was a really great example of kind of how we do that with them. Yeah. If people I are so wondering. Uh-huh. Because we did, we, we asked questions and there was, you know, that space where they're thinking it was very genuine and then their answers and that I felt like it was a really good representation of what that actually looks like and yeah um when I came into my room today to record Ben was like oh do you need me (laughs) (laughs) no I'll be okay honey yeah I mean he's game he'd do it again yes yeah I think they both were I mean it was they they've recently spent a good amount of time together where they've been working on YouTube movies that they're creating and whatnot, but they did a really good job. And so if you guys want to hear that conversation, you can hop over into Patreon and let us know if you would like to hear more from because the they're willing. 15-year-old. They are <laughs> willing and ready to go. Yeah. With lots of opinions of their own, which mm-hmm. is really, I mean, just so fun at this age. So we're actually taking this week and next week um, to talk about mothering teens, but specifically mothering teen boys and how we have developed these relationships with them where they're willing to come on our podcast and chat with us. And and I get a lot of questions from people because they see the relationship that Roman and I have on Instagram. And it's it's not perfect. Of course, you're seeing like the highlight reel on Instagram. And sometimes I am frank about like, hi, we're up at 10 o'clock writing an essay that I didn't know we had to do. Um, but they see our relationship and they're like, how did you get there with your sons? And they have younger boys and they want to know how to get there. And so I kind of want to trace back to like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, kind of dive into that. And And then next week, we're going to talk about celebrating your teens and what that can look like, because obviously it looks different for birthdays and whatnot as they're older than when they were little. So we're going to talk about that, but it doesn't even have to be for their birthday. We're just going to talk about like celebrating this, this time in motherhood. So yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a really good time, but so you know, obviously I think that you and I, we have similarities in our parenting style, but also we have a lot of differences and that's kind of why we work so synergistically together is because you think differently about things than I do. And you help remind me of, you know, having the milkshake with the conversations, yeah. <laughs> I would just like approach the conversation. And, you know, I think that is helpful for me to have that part of it from you, like the sweetening of things. And I'm maybe the little bit, well, I am the little bit more spicy one. So I think it's going to be good for people also to hear from both of our perspectives, how we kind of gotten here with our definitely. You guys, it's no secret. We're all juggling so much these days. I know that my family just came off of spring break and it felt 
just a little bit insane between working from home and all of the kids stuff going on. And not to mention the fact that we are having even more school transitions throughout the rest of the spring. It's just been a lot for all of us to handle. But one of the ways that I love helping just center my mind and help me to feel better in my body is through yoga. But that has been really tough for me to be able to participate in this year because of all of the challenges of scheduling and studios being closed and all of that sort of thing. And that is why I want to share Bulldog Online with you guys because we've all heard the benefits of yoga, increased strength, better flexibility, improved mental focus. I definitely need that right now. But a lot of times we've been intimidated by it or we just haven't had the accessibility to it. But Bulldog Yoga takes the intimidation out of yoga and replaces it with music, smiles, and no judgment because Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. And their streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, anyplace on your schedule. So you can actually make it happen. Oh, and did I mention that Bulldog even offers classes for kids and teens? You can get your Bulldog on and get moving with the whole family. Bulldog online classes are easy to follow and set to great playlists meant to motivate and keep you and your family smiling through the movement. And there's choices for all levels, from beginner classes to heart-pumping workouts. And what I especially love is that their classes come in a ton of length options to fit your schedule. So they range all the way from down to 12 minutes up to 60 minutes. You can definitely find something that works with your life. That's honestly been one of the biggest benefits to me because not only can I do it when I have the time, I can just pull it right up on their app, but I can also find something that fits within the amount of time that I actually have to work with. You can try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com. Use the code LIVEWELL for an additional 50% off your first paid month on top of the 30 days that you already get for free. So again, that's bulldogonline.com. Coupon code LIVEWELL for 50% off your first paid month after your first 30 days free. And thank you so much to Bulldog Online for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. And together we're a good blend, like you're saying. And I think that's, that's good because neither one of us are saying we've got this down. It is a process, Oh, geez, but we're willing to just kind of expose and share where we are and how we got there. And, um, like I've, I've been thinking about this podcast and thinking like way back when I first became a mom, I just kept having boys and in my head, I was going to have girls. It never ever crossed my mind I wouldn't have girls like I'm a girly girl I could envision um I mean I wanted them to be sporty girls as well but I definitely saw Barbies and just I just knew I'd have girls and then boom 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 and that was just it really threw me off early in my mothering how to relate how to figure Mm -hmm. them out um even when we were naming them my husband was like we're naming a man so I don't want like a a real soft name because he's going to be a man. So Mm. all of my boys have like more one syllable, strong names that I then add an E at the end. (laughs) Yeah. I I like to soften it as long as it can transition back to a strong name. So we just, there was this big learning curve for me of, but, but, but why, but I want to be that nurture. And I, but there's a balance there with boys where, you don't want to over nurture because they are mm-hmm. going to become men. And so it's just been this process for me of learning, of understanding that they are just so different from me from yeah. the get I never wanted to do guns. I didn't want violence. None of the, like, I just, 
I was so adamant about that. And I remember when Jack and Ben were like three and four, they were sitting at the table, they were eating cinnamon toast and Jack bit his <laughs> I remember this. Yep. He bit it into the shape of a gun. He he pointed it at Ben and said bang. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> It's just in them. It's who they are. Boys are meant to, you know, scale a mountain and save a deal. Like they just, they're built for things that I am not built for. And then it's really hard to relate to. Hence, like the whole superhero thing and stuff we were talking about on the previous podcast, like it's been an adjustment. Mm -hmm. And I really set out with my boys intentionally when they were little that I didn't want to be best friends. I wanted... I wanted to be friends, but I wanted to be able to guide them too. And I didn't Mm -hmm. want that to get tangled up. I had seen that. And so I, I wanted to keep that clear. I also wanted to have a mentality of this was like this thing that just stuck in my head that practice letting go that I Mm. can't hold them too tight because they're going to be men. I have to be able to let them go and have these independent opportunities age appropriately as they grow. That has always been really important to me to acknowledge where they are and give them freedoms to allow them to struggle in my home. I want them to struggle. I want them to have opportunities to suffer and fall because they need to know how to do it well. And I can't comfort them all the way through and then release them and expect them to be strong and independent. That comes through shaping and trials and, Mm and walking with them through hard things. So I would say part of my approach to my boys has always been to not hold them back from things that scare me if they're into it. Like, okay, if this is what you really want, okay, knowing they're going to crash, they're going to hurt, whether this is something, um, you know, that has to do with their body, like sports that kind of scare Mm -hmm. me, like hockey or, you know, (laughs) was just saying, or other experiences where I can tell they're heading for a bit of a crash, but is this the kind of crash they need, you know? So always just taking these things before the Lord with my husband. This has always been just a real focus of ours, making sure that I'm talking to God about them more than I'm talking to them. Like, I don't Mm want to nag them. I don't want to micromanage them. I really want to release them ultimately. So in doing a lot of those things, I've realized like we have these wonderful relationships where they will confide in me. They know I'm not going to tell them directly what to do, but I'll guide them. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times like they'll say, no, I really want you just to tell me, I just really want you to tell me. And I, I really try not to do that because I want them to come to their own conclusions. I want them to know I trust them. I respect them. I'll help them to what feels like I can, you know, I want to guide them, but I also don't want to, I don't want to push them too hard. I want them to stand on their own someday. And I don't know that I would have approached parenting that way with a, a girl first. I think I would have had more of a protective mindset. So having all these boys front loaded in my life has been really interesting to see how that's shaped me as a mom. And I like the results with my sons. I like that they, there's a trust there. Um, that they can be really open and honest, that, um, that we can share things that I never would have felt comfortable sharing with my parents. Um, Mm -hmm. Never. My boys will openly talk about things. So it just, I'm grateful for a lot of those things. And I think the primary thing that happened that, that worked was just talking to God about them more than talking to them. 
if I had like one takeaway, I would say that's it. That as I see things I'm worried about, or as I see things that I'm not sure what to do with, if I talk to God about it more, usually I've seen them come to me with it rather than me come to them with it. Or um, the Holy Spirit show me something I need to pay attention to. And then it's like, they think I have like this radar, which I do. (laughs) I call it the Holy Spirit. (laughs) But I know when they're doing something they shouldn't, that I, it, 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 it falls in my lap, like it or yeah. not. And then, you know, so that's just been a really good, um, a, that's just been a really good facet of parenting teen boys. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously our experiences are so well, they're, they're similar in a lot of ways that we homeschooled our boys for a lot of years and all that sort of thing. But obviously like, my kids have had different kinds of trauma and you know there was a certain amount of like with roman and i he was kind of the one that i really went through everything with like he was the only other person who could really understand how we had lived because he was the oldest and all of that and i think there's a certain amount of bonding that happens together through trauma that you are just you're more bound to that person because you've experience something really hard together. Yeah. And so I think that is a facet of our relationship, but then a lot of the things that you're saying I think are so similar in like trying to raise them to be boys and give them that freedom. But with him it was really interesting for me too because I, you know, especially when he was little, it was kind of like a hyper masculine environment that we were living in and I felt like with him, I kind of had to protect the more creative aspects of him as well. Yeah. Like he, yes, he was rough and tumble and he was all boy and he was getting out there and playing sports. Now, granted, he's a six. So he's always been a little bit more cautious about certain things. Yeah. But he, he was still very, you know, boy and getting out there and getting dirty and doing all that. But he also had this incredibly creative side to him, this, you know, where he could get lost in doing his Legos for hours and hours and hours. And he would come out, he would reemerge with these amazing creations that I didn't want to stifle that creative flow in him because I think it's a gift. And especially considering like he struggles with dyslexia and that sort of thing, I think nurturing this incredibly creative side of him, like I could already see, and I still project for him into the future that whatever he does for a profession is going to be something in the creative realm. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if we stomped on that early on and kind of like crushed his spirit about it, that we could be like destroying something that had so much opportunity to even provide for him in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I really, as as much as that was considered like not manly enough in the house that he was growing up in until we left, I really fought hard to protect that for him because I see that as a gift in him. And I don't think that that has to be considered unmanly or not good enough or like he was going to get out there and, and I still, as he gets stuck in all of his, you know, creative world of whatever, whether it's making YouTube videos or doing whatever I have to, you know, eventually be like, okay, but you should get outside and run around 
for a little <laughs> while today, you know, cause he could just stay in that. But I'm so glad that that part of him still came out of that experience intact. And that's like yeah. one thing that we were able to come away with. Yeah. And I, I can, I can say, cause I was alongside you in those years, you did a wonderful job of going to bat mm-hmm. for him, especially with like, he loved dance. He loved the hip hop, yeah. he loved music. And you always preserved that you fought for that. And it, that's a real fruit coming out of a dark time is that that is there's resiliency there. And he is who he is. He's not hiding different pieces of himself because it would disappoint his dad. He, he boldly is loving music and design and like, he's working into those strengths. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just so glad that wasn't crushed because I think it easily could have been, it easily could have been, well, sports are the only way to be manly or whatever. And he played sports, but for it to be able to be more balanced, I'm so, so grateful for, because ultimately I don't think sports are going to provide for him as much as he would love to become a professional basketball player. Um, I, I think that that creative side of him is what is actually going to be able to equip him as a man to provide for his family. And so, you know, and even like, he's had a very one track mind of, okay, I am going to, you know, get a design degree and go to work for Bugatti in France. And I'm like, that's awesome. Okay. Well, you're going to need to learn French, but maybe we shouldn't do that freshman year of high school when you're still trying to master English. (laughs) Like let's maybe, let's maybe back off a little bit on that one. But then you know, he went over to your house last weekend and they made this movie and it was so, I know this is crazy because I'm his mom and, you know, you probably feel as crazy too, but like they were, I feel like a step above what normal 15 year olds would do. I totally cinematography and all of that. I was like, you two need to go to film school. Like, keep your options open at 15. Don't be so locked into I'm going to go design for Bugatti. Like you've got, you've got some creative options here and this Mm -hmm. is an avenue you could pursue. So think about it. Like, and I feel like that is part of our job in mothering teen boys is like, because I feel like when I was that age, it was much harder to know what kinds of job opportunities there were out there. It was kind of like we were raised, like there's the standard jobs. You become a doctor or a nurse or a you know police officer or a teacher or a, like, it was just very like basic. I, did, I didn't feel like I walked away from school knowing the breadth of opportunities that were out there. And I really tried to instill that in him, like, there are so many niche jobs, especially now that you could get yourself into. So let's not limit ourselves to this box. Let's really try to think about it and pursue it. And if you're interested in like, well, is there a job for such and such thing? Let's Google it. Let's find out what that job is. Let's look up what it takes to get there. What kind of schooling you need? What schools are the best schools? What these companies are even looking for? Like, let's kind of reverse engineer this thing so that you can figure out what track you even need to be on right now. And I, I think that's broadened his horizons for like what he even thinks is possible. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, you guys. So cooking dinner. I'm just never really much of a fan of it these days. It just really gets in the way of all the other life we are trying to do. It stresses me out pretty much top to bottom. I don't want to do the grocery shopping. I don't want to do the cooking unless somebody can completely simplify the process for me. And that is what HelloFresh does. Especially for us right now as my kids have been having crazy changing schedules with schools and some of their activities are starting to happen again and we just have so much going on. I love knowing that HelloFresh is delivering our meals to my door and that they're all pre-packaged into these perfect little bags. All the ingredients are in there, measured out. I just have to pull it all together. And I really love that I don't have to use my actual brain in any way. It's one of the few areas of my life where I don't have to plan anything. I don't have to decide anything. I just follow the directions. We end up having a delicious meal that even my kids like and it's on the table in 30 minutes or less. In fact, if you're really pressed for time, they even have meals that are ready in 20 minutes or less lightning prep recipes and quick breakfasts and lunches. Hello, hallelujah that somebody's bringing that to the table as well. These are perfect for a busy schedule. And I really like that HelloFresh's ingredients are actually fresh. They are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week, contact-free, of course. And HelloFresh honestly helps me to not only avoid getting takeout, but also to eat healthier. I make my kids home-cooked meals and we're able to sit around the table and it just takes all the stress out of it for me. In fact, they're so simple and they're so well laid out that I can even hand the card to one of my older kids and they can cook the meal for me, which is even better. So you guys do yourself a favor during these busy, crazy days of mothering. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LiveWell12 and use the code LiveWell12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's an amazing deal. It's not only going to save your pocketbook, but it's also going to save your sanity. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LiveWell12 and use code LIVEWELL12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. And I just want to thank HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, for sponsoring LiveWell Anyway. I love what you're saying because I think in a pronounced way, what you did for Roman is something all moms should be doing, are doing kind of behind the scenes. And that's because we're nurturers, because we're on the more sensitive side, I think we look at our kids and can see different strengths and weaknesses in a way that has a, has a softness to it. Like you are really good with people. You are really good at drawing and yeah, you're really good. At, and, and like to pull that out to a, to speak it out over them, but B to guide them and help them and encourage them. Like I just think that's one of the best privileges of motherhood is that we have that intimate track to our children and who they've been created to be. And the more you talk to God about them, the more insight you get and have, but you get to be the one and you have a real voice in their head. What we say is so important. If we say, this is what I see in you, this is what I think, like they hear us, whether they discount it or, you know, especially in the teenage years, they're not always looking for mom's thoughts, but I think on a deep level, we have their ear in that way because we know them better. We know them longer than anybody else. We know them better than anybody else. And I even see that in my son who came at 13. I didn't know him for any of those years before then. Yeah. But when I tell him something that I see in him, he just 
he believes like he lights up a little bit like are you oh really why do you see that? well tell me more you know like he's yeah hungry for feedback from mom and I just it's it's so sweet I think they're all made to respond to us in that way that we know them better than anybody else yeah I absolutely agree and I think I mean, and I know there's a lot of debate over this, if this is like a good idea or not when they're young and everything, but I know we both have kind of identified what we think our kids' Enneagram numbers are. And I think that's also been incredibly helpful to be able to parent each of them in the way they individually need to be parented. And I think when when you have one kid, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is how you do it. And then you have another kid and it's like, oh, never mind. I don't know anything. And so that has been a really helpful way for me to be able to identify just like even their perspective on things. Because some of my kids, I'm like, I have no idea how you are coming at this thing that you're coming at. Like the way you are going about it makes absolutely no sense to me. And then some of my kids, I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing because <laughs> I, I can relate to it, you know? And so I think that has been really helpful to be able to say like, oh, they, this is the perspective they're approaching this thing with. And so that's why they're having the reaction that they're having and then being able to parent them in a different way because of that. Yep. Yeah, I felt that same revelation when I understood their teaching styles, when I was homeschooling mm-hmm. all of them, like as soon as you learn I get you, you're visual. Like I have to write, you have to read Mm -hmm. it and see it. Oh, you're, you know, auditory. Once you understand them and I would emphasize, understand them different than us, because I think typical way of relating is you think through your own lens and it's really, it's more um, deeper work to think, well, Mm -hmm. they are different from me. And when it's your child, it's hard to have that separation when they're little because they're an extension of you, literally Mm -hmm. extension of your heart, but they were even a part of your body at one point. Like it's hard to see them as separate from you, but the more we do that and look at them as their own little person and seek to understand them in all the different ways, the better I think we do when we parent them. Doesn't Charlotte Charlotte Mason have a line about, um, children are born persons, mm-hmm. something like that. And I love yeah. that line because it doesn't dumb kids down. It reminds me as a teacher or as a mom to look at them and think you were born a whole person separate from me. You have your own thoughts, your own way of relating to people, your own gifts, your own talents. I'm not trying to recreate myself or relate to you as if you have the same thoughts and perspectives that I do. I need to see you as your own person, respect that, and relates to you that way, even when they're little, even when they're itty bitty. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. And that can be so hard to do, especially when you're wanting them to kind of like come in line with what you're doing or what you think. But I think it's actually been really freeing as a parent, especially in the last three and a half years where I've been able to step away and reconsider what I think about things approaching conversations with my kids from that perspective too. Uh, This is what I think about this thing, but let's have a dialogue about it instead of you just having to like recite back to me what I want you to learn about it. Let's actually talk about it. And that is a much more powerful stance to come at learning something, I think, because then it makes it personal to them. Yeah. And I think that it helps too. I mean, 
I, I think there's a level of honesty that I have with my kids, especially as they get older and they are teens. And in some ways, I'm just very blunt. Like this year, during this whole crazy pandemic schooling thing, you know, Roman was taking a college and career course, which I was actually kind of glad he was doing from home as much as I was like, I just want you to be in school. This class specifically helped us to talk about his future and what possibilities there are and what that could look like. But then the last month of it was like a sex ed class. <laughs> and I was so glad that I was able to be as involved with his learning of that stuff as I was, because he would have these assignments and he would come to me and be like, well, I need help reading it or I need help, whatever. And then I got to kind of speak into that, but we could have conversations about these things that I don't know that I would, I mean, while we've had like, the talk and like done all that kind of stuff. I don't know that I would have sat down with him and like literally hashed out every single birth control method, <laughs> you know, but it ended yeah. up being such a great conversation because they actually gave them like these role playing scenarios of like, how would you respond if you were put in this situation? And to actually hear what his perspective was on those things. I mean, not only was it hilarious because it was like stuff like, well, if you were to dance and your girlfriend was like, well, I know a place we could go that's not the dance. What would you do? And he was like, well, why wouldn't you want to be at the dance? The dance is fun and you get a dance and you get to be with all your friends. So why in the world would we leave the dance? Like, <laughs> yes, that's the response I want. <laughs> it was really fun to be able to actually like, see kind of where he was and what his brain was doing around all that kind of stuff, but get really frank with him about those kinds of what could be really uncomfortable conversations. But yeah. I just decided for myself, like, I'm going to decide to not be uncomfortable about this. This is stuff that needs to be talked about. So we're just going to go there, man. And the more I could be like, this is what it is. Let's talk about it. The more he was willing to talk about it. And I so want that for him. I want him to know that he can talk to me about anything. And the yeah. less I make it weird, the more yeah. likely he is to do that. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the teen years, like it just gets awkward with mothers yeah. and sons. I think there's a lot of awkward topics. There's a, it just because they are separate from us, but now they're becoming the other sex, you know, they're not yeah. becoming women where we're guys, they're becoming men. And like, it couldn't be more pronounced that they're different, especially when testosterone kicks in. And mm -hmm. I can't relate to that. That is not, I get weepy and emotional and they get tough, you know, like it's yeah. just, it, everything gets exposed in how opposite we are, how different we are. And that's exactly what it should look like. Yeah, We're not trying to create boys who are so in touch with their sensitive side, they're not comfortable. Be, you know, I mean, that's, that's not what the design process should look like in these teenage years. It's letting them go to be who they're created to be. And that should be different than us. Yeah. And so it just creates some awkwardness and some hiccups mm -hmm. and some, um, stumbling blocks, but the more open we are about it. And the more like you do such a great job of infusing humor and like just going there. I've been really encouraged by your, um, ability to do that because you don't have that other 
spouse to lean yeah. on to do that hard, heavy lifting with, you know, you have to be the one to do it. And you've done such a great job having the relationship intact to be able to have those hard conversations and make them funny and not just totally lose Roman. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm gone now. Yeah. Like, please, yeah. <laughs> you've done a great job. Oh, thank you. Well, but it's hard too. I mean, there is that other side of it. Like you're saying, we are made to be more tender and want to think about them relationally. And when they're having a hard day, be like, oh, well, how can I, can I get you some ice cream? Can we like talk about this? And can we, you know, where there is that testosterone factor and Mm -hmm. I don't have that other half to be like, hey, uh, you deal with this (laughs) because I don't want to. This is going someplace really uncomfortable for me. And I've been really challenged lately. And specifically, you know, having some people call me out and be like, hey, guess what? You have to. You have to go there because you are the only parent right now. Like, I have had to kind of like pull that out of myself and have to go toe to toe and have to get a little bit more aggressive in how I'm dealing with things. And I don't like it. I don't I don't want to, but I know that in the place I am, it that falls on my shoulders and I kind yeah. of have to, and I don't want to have to get in somebody's face or have to, you know, like be like, Hey, guess what? That's not going to work here, you know, but, but I have to. And it's, so that is a big balance for me too, of finding how to do that both things as a mom. Yeah. 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 And I don't have your situation, but I certainly know what you're talking about and have experienced. I call it like the blustering anger. Like they just, Mm -hmm. something happens right around 14, 14 to 16 can be rough. And there's just like this, you can almost see it. Like (laughs) like a set of the mouth, but there it's like a rage. Like they just have to get some anger out or slam something down or kick something or like, and later after, you know, the storm comes down, they never know why there was never anything really legitimate that set things off. It's just these feelings. It's so much of these feelings and their response to it is aggression. And so I have learned to just kind of let it ride out in the moment is not the time to say, you know, you're being disrespectful and I'm not going to let that fly. You know, I just kind of let it happen and make sure damage control. And then not too long after that, they're usually pretty humbled or contrite or like, I, I'm not sure why I don't. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, mom. (laughs) And it's my chance to say, listen, like these storms are going to come in your, in your heart and in your mind. And like you, it's hormones. It is the best thing I can do is tell you, you know, pouring it out to me is the right, is a safe place. I'm not going to love you any less or judge you for it. I'm just going to let it calm down. And then we'll talk about it. If you've said some things you shouldn't say, let's talk about that. If you've been unkind to somebody in your kind of blustery rage, let's talk about it. Let's make it right. Um, let's go get some ice cream. Let me reassure you. I love you and I'm not going anywhere and you're safe here. And if, if there's something that did cause that rage and it has to do with me, tell me so I can apologize or I, you know, if I've belittled them or if I've been too um, controlling of them, sometimes that'll initiate that whole spiral. And I need to hear that. I need to hear, 
mom, I, I can handle that. You don't have to handle that anymore. Sometimes it comes in those growing pains, but yeah, it'll happen. It happens. It's unavoidable. It's, it's like that rage sprouts like little hairs on their lip or like, like yes. they're becoming a man before your eyes. It is so that Bruce Banner Hulk thing. Like they can be the sweetest guy. And then all of a sudden you're like, you just turned green and sprouted yeah. veins on your muscles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what just happened? And yeah. it's alarming and it can be a lot to handle. And so I agree with you. Like it's a lot of like step back, catch a breather and then come back to it and be like, well, how can we handle this different next time when you feel, you know, that the muscles like popping out all over your body and like your clothes are going to rip and you're going to explode. Like, do you need to go for a run? Like, do you like, <laughs> what is it going to take to like get that out of my house? Like, yeah, whoa, it's, it's a lot. You guys, this episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people who are ready to take their acne seriously. And we really were with my almost 15-year-old. It was just time to rein things in and get a handle on the acne. But you know, while prescription acne treatment really works, we wanted to get that for him. It's not easy to get. You have to pull your kids out of school, take time off work, go into the doctor, wear the masks, do the whole thing until apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. You simply fill out apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history, then just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. And one of the best parts is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. And Apostrophe not only treats acne, they can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. This has been such a great option for my son Roman. It was such a simple process. He didn't mind doing it. It wasn't embarrassing to him. And we have seen serious changes in his skin. His skin is so much more clear than it was about a month and a half ago. We had really clear communication from his dermatologist and so quickly we couldn't believe it. The very next day we had all of his results and what he needed to use and for a teenage boy who doesn't really think much about their skincare, he's actually seen enough of a difference in his skin that he takes initiative to make sure that he is putting on the cream every single night. So if you want these same kind of results for your teen or for yourself, you can get $15 off your first visit it with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash livewell and use our code livewell. This code is only available to my listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash livewell and click begin visit. Then use the code livewell at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash livewell and use that code livewell to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. And I just want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring Livewell Anyway. But I think that you also do a better job of this than I do because I'm still so scared and it's probably a lot of like the way I was raised because I was so raised like it's not a matter of if you're going to be kidnapped, it's when. Oh. And so Your mom's I, a six. she is. Six. And I mean, she has like legitimate things that have happened in her life to make her more fearful, I think. But 
that was such a thing. It was like, always watch your back, never be alone. You're never allowed even to play in the front yard. Like it was so, such a controlled environment. And getting my own, like getting my license at 16 was like this. I remember, okay, no, we're going to go on a tangent here. I remember at 15, our choir taking us to, so I was a freshman in high school and they took us to Seattle. And, you know, I was used to, I came out of a private school for middle school where even when we went to the county fair, we were broken up into groups of no more than I think like six or seven kids. And each group of six or seven kids had a parent with them the entire time at the county fair. Like you were watched, you were protected, quote unquote, you were not going anywhere. And so then when I was, you know, the very next year went to Seattle, they took all of the buses to the Space Needle and dropped us off at like noon and said, be back at five. And I was like, what just happened? There are no chaperones. We have been dropped off in downtown Seattle for five hours. Crazy. Anything could happen. Nobody knows where we are. This is before any of us had cell phones. It was like, just be back at the bus by five. Good luck. And I mean, I just remember being dumbfounded, like expecting us all to have a chaperone with us. And all of a sudden we had all this freedom. And of course that freedom wasn't reflected when I came back home. It was still very much that controlled environment. But then when I was 16 and I had my own license, I could go places, you know, and I, I think maybe it's a little bit different as a girl too, but I still like, I have that, like, well, you can't wander too far from home thing with him, but he's going to have a license in a year. And so it's been so challenging, but so good for me to send him to your house (laughs) because you're so (laughs) much better at that than I am. And like, we're not, we don't really like live very close to anything either, which is probably part of it. But like the first time he got home from your house and told me that he'd ridden a bike to the mall, I was like, excuse me, what? What did you do? You didn't have a parent with you? Like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, you, you, but you're here. You didn't get kidnapped. And like, I have to remember, like, he is the size of a 15 year old. Like the likelihood of someone just like taking him and shoving him in a car at this point is probably not very likely, you know, but it was like, I had to kind of breathe through that one, (laughs) but now it's, it's such a good practice for me to know, like, okay, when he is going to their house, he's going to have this free reign, but he's with good guys and it's good for him to be exercising those freedom independence muscles a little bit and like okay like I it's been a, it's been a really good challenging thing for me <laughs> oh well and I always like because at first that was hard and now I'm so broken in because my yes. older boys you know I mean it's not even a thing anymore when it comes to Ben it was with Jack at first when he was first 14 but I had this moment with him. We were going to cross the street. This was like two or three years ago. We were going to cross the street right in front of um, the hospital. And there was sort of a a character off to the side that was 
not safe looking. And so I was going to put my hand kind of in front of Jack, like I would with your, you know, you're going to kind of keep hold of them while we're going to cross the street. And there's somebody over here I'm watching and he put his hand in front of me. And I was like, I looked at him. He was taller than me, bigger than me, but I was like, Oh, (laughs) wait a second. So that shift really caught me unaware where like, Whoa, he can protect himself and he's looking out for me. And the roles shifted a little bit. And once that starts to happen and I start to like respect him in that role and give him more freedoms and more independence because he is bigger than, Mm -hmm. than, you know, me or, and when he's on a bike or when they're on bikes, they're fast. They're always together. Like those are, those are like, my husband is so good at that. Like, yeah, those are safe freedoms. Give them that independence. There are things we wouldn't let them do for sure, but there are things that we want them to exercise feeling that freedom in a safe, somewhat safe controlled way. I can track them on their phones. Yeah. You know, I, I know where they are in the route, um, different things like that, that make me feel comfortable, but it is such a big deal to them to feel like you're trusting me with that. Yeah. I can do, you think I am ready for this, then I must be ready for this. Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just good to see them kind of puff up to that moment. And then they come back. Like I did that. Yeah. Mom trusted me. It went okay. Obviously I'm old enough for that. Hey, I'm older. I can, you know, I just see it translate in different areas of their life with Mm -hmm. confidence. And to like rise to the challenge. Like they're going to figure this thing out and they're going to, they're going to do it on their own. And I think that's really good too, to kind of instill in them that responsibility. Like I'm not watching over you every second. Like you have to have some responsibility here. It's even been that way with Roman schooling this year, because last year when they let them out for the pandemic and it was just like, go for it. Here you go, parents. You know, it was like, Oh, wait a minute. And I really kind of had to micromanage him in a lot of ways over his schoolwork. And there's certain pressures because I'm like, if you get bad grades, that could come back to me in court. Like you have got to do this thing. But then this year I kind of had to take that step back and say, well, you're going into high school next year. And you are going to have to start taking responsibility for your own work. And it may not be the grades I want you to get, but you have to take responsibility for that. Like if you get a B or a C just because you didn't turn in assignments that you knew you had, that has to be on you. Like you have to learn to pay the price for that. Because if I'm always the one saying, well, you got to get that assignment in, well, I'm not going to go to college with you. I'm not going to tell you to get in that assignment, you have to feel the rub of like, Oh yeah, I got that grade because I just didn't turn this thing in so that then you have the own, your own inner motivation to turn that thing in next time, because I'm not going to always be here for you. And there've been certain times where, you know, he's like, I really need help with this certain thing or like, you know, help with this essay or this research or whatever. And it's like, okay, I will come alongside you in that, but I am not going to be the one to track all of your assignments and make sure that you are doing what you know you're supposed to be doing. You have got to start taking some responsibility for that. And I think that is a really important thing too at this age. It so is. Those are those sink or swim moments yeah. that we have to be giving, especially our boys 
mm-hmm. because they're going to become men, which is different than a woman's role. Not that a woman doesn't need to become independent, but a man's going to lead his home one day. He's going to be in the workforce in a different way than our daughters might. Like we've got to be preparing them to stand on their own two feet and not rescuing them, especially when it comes to high school. It's such a tendency of mine to want to rescue and fix and help and mm-hmm. adjust and just make it perfect. Yeah. That is not going to produce what I want for my boys ultimately. So those sink or swim moments, standing back and letting them sink <laughs> be like, uh, yeah. this yeah. is going real bad. Do you see how bad this is? Like, do you see yeah. <laughs> You know, and just not saying thing and letting it happen is so much more instructional than getting in there and being like, okay, do it now. Cause if you don't do it now, it's too, like they have to learn that yeah. the hard way sometimes. And that is so painful Ugh, in parenting. Yeah. It's so painful to let go, but it's also so beautiful when you see that they, they get it and they swim. <laughs> They're like, yes. Oh my gosh, you were ready. And if I hadn't let you go, I wouldn't know, but you were ready. Yeah. Yeah. And there's certain things that like, I'm trying to call to his attention. Like, you may want to be more aware of this because you're going to have more independence in this area soon. So, you know, maybe perk up your ears and start getting ready. I mean, I definitely have felt that lately with like, okay, we are a year away from him driving, having a driver's license. Like he's going to take driver's ed this summer. And I, I asked him the other day, like, do you know where this certain street is? in our town. And he was like, Nope. I was like, okay, (laughs) you've been driving around in the passenger seat for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure you know how to get anywhere because he's not the most observant guy in the world. He lives in his head. He's always creating something in his head. Like this could be a real problem. Like his best friend lives a half an hour away from us and you have to take the freeway. And I don't know that he could get there. <laughs> so I was like, well, I, he might get lost. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Getting lost might help him anchor yes. in better than anything else. It's true. It's true. But even just like, okay, I did kind of call him out on it the other day. Like, you got a year. Like, maybe start paying a little bit more attention when we're going places. Like, figure out where stuff is at and what the basic street names are called that might yeah. be helpful to you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and drill you on a map, but for your own, you know, you want all this independence, then you got to start figuring out how you get where you're going. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> a great life lesson right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I remember even like my, my mom and my grandma, they still feel like they only know the part of town that they have regularly been in. And I feel like I've kind of been like, I, maybe I'm more adventurous in that way. I figured out kind of how to get around all the different areas of our city. But it was even when I was 15 and I had my permit and they knew I had been let loose in downtown Seattle, they made me drive to go wherever we were going because they're like, well, we don't know you've been here. So you pick up on it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but it's like that being thrown in the deep end of things a little bit, like yeah. you got to figure it out. And so pushing myself to throw him in the deep end, but also calling him to like, Hey, pay attention. There are yeah. things coming your way. You might want to start preparing yourself for. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even I would say an extension of that with girls, um, I have been so grateful for the way that our relationship is, that it is open and that he knows that I'm honest with him. And I, we have discussions and I will give him my honest perspective that when it has come down a couple of times to him, like having a crush on a girl and that girl having a crush back. Like, I mean, I remember very specifically him heading into seventh grade and he'd had a crush on a girl from sixth grade, but they weren't going to the same middle school. And that summer he was like, I really want to make her officially my girlfriend. And I was like, I think that's a spectacularly bad idea. And he was (laughs) like, well, why, you know, and we, we really talked about it. And I was like, this is not a rash decision to make. And I want you to really think about it. And what does that really change when you're 13? And, you know, like, and he eventually, I mean, with my strong suggestion was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take that step. And then what do you know, two months later, he was like, man, mom, you were right. I'm so glad I didn't Mm. do that because we aren't at the same school. She's kind of gone off and she's got different friends than I would want to be hanging out with and is making different choices. And I'm really glad I didn't kind of like hitch my wagon to hers. And I was so, so thankful that he saw that at that young of an age that now a couple of years later, even though he's had a crush on a girl for a really long time, he's been so much more careful about it. Like it kind of like made the stakes feel more real to him Mm. of what it means to kind of like pair up with somebody. And he's really gone into really creating a friendship with her and letting that be the thing that is carrying this crush along. Like he's not pushing it. I also may have threatened him within an inch of his life because they're good family friends. And I was like, you're not (laughs) going to ruin this for me. (laughs) But with that said, like he does have to be around her quite a bit. And like, I'm so proud of the decisions he's made regarding that, that I haven't had to like harp on him about it or, you know, it's just, it's been really gratifying to see him handle that situation definitely differently than I would have at that age. Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel more of a responsibility too. I think as the mother of boys, in boy-girl relationships because I want him to know that he needs to be protective of those girls, even protecting them from himself. And that that is so important and to not diminish that. And that, you know, it, I want him to feel like that responsibility of whatever mistakes happen, like falls on his shoulders. I want him to feel like he needs to be leading how things happen in relationships. And so he has extra responsibility there. Yeah. I am so with you. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of our (laughs) thoughts on teenagehood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we could, we could go off for a long time, but I feel like we covered, you know, hopefully a lot of good points that hopefully people are going to glean from. And like we said, we don't have it down. We haven't launched these kids out of the home yet. We don't really know how it's going to end up, but yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for where we're at now and how things are going. And yeah, our boys, 
like anybody have things to work on and grow in. And so do I, you know, so, but I, I'm really just grateful for the types of relationships that we have with them and, and have good hopes for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will be back next week talking about celebrating these teens and how to do that well at the ages they're at or how we're attempting to anyway. (laughs) And so we will be back for that. Thanks for chatting with me, Katie. Absolutely. ladies that's it for this week's episode of live well anyway thank you so much for joining us as always if you want any of the show notes from this episode you can just swipe up in whatever app you are using to listen to the show or you can go to mckenziecoppa.com and click on podcast and it will take you right to all of the notes for all of our episodes of course that's also where you can find my blog where i feature five friday favorites each week and where you can quickly find links to all of our sponsors and affiliates and you guys when you shop through those links. It is so helpful to supporting the show and to supporting my little family. And I greatly appreciate that. So whenever you want to buy something like coffee from Keon, or if you just want to buy something from Amazon, you don't even have to buy anything that I recommend on Amazon. You can just go through that link. And as a short link, you can go to mckenziecoppacom slash Amazon. It will take you right to all of those things that I recommend, but you can go through that link to buy anything you want to, and it will push back a little bit of support to my family. And I so appreciate that. And at the end of the day, I just love our little community here. You guys, you are such a support to me. You just have no idea. I love when you reach out on Instagram. I love when you comment on the newsletter. I love when I get to interact with you. That is my favorite part of doing all of this is hearing back from you guys, getting to know you, seeing what kind of content you like and being able to bring you more of it. So thank you so much to those of you who reach out and make that contact. I absolutely love hearing from you and getting to chat with you. All right, until next week, ladies, go be bold and gracious. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.